episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. We are flashing back again, this time to the year 2010, to review the film The Book of Eli. This film stars Denzel, Gary Oldman, and for some reason Mila Kunis in a role that is completely pointless and worthless. Um, but we can get to that in the discussion later. It, John's already braced himself. <laughs> it was directed by the Hughes brothers, who have what have they done? They did From Hell and Dead Presidents and Alpha from a couple years ago. This is a post-apocalyptic film picked by John, so I'm gonna let him take it from here. Yeah. So I, I think this movie has a lot of it, it's comprehensively i think a, a great film um with aspects about <laughs> with it it's got good direction i think a uh, good cinematography a great score um especially at the beginning and end of the film uh and great acting as well so there's a lot in, i think in this film for any film lover to to enjoy and appreciate um, but I think the two things that kind of make, make it stand out more personally to me is one, first of all, the post-apocalyptic genre, I think I always appreciate because it provides some interesting meditations on humanity and how we, how we reflect on how we try to organize and create society um and what things in our society do we view as valuable um and beneficial and what things like in our history uh do we view as such but then also what tools do we use to try to explain our past and our present and our future and that kind of thing um especially when it comes to using storytelling or using religion or uh, those types of ideas to explain just to explain our understanding of our reality. So th- there's that aspect, which is a bit more broad, but then I think also on a more intimate and internal note, I think one of the reasons why I like this film and a big reason why I really like this film too also is I think it, I think it's probably I don't want to say honest, but maybe a, a pretty human portrayal of someone with faith and how that faith affects them and affects their um, their decisions and their choices and just how they conduct their life. Um, and But would you say he is, not to jump ahead, but he is a yeah. actual prophet in this movie, though. No? Uh, with supernatural um, connotations involved. Yeah, no, for I, sure. I don't, I, um, I, it, that doesn't negate what you're saying, but I think his, he's, he's, posi- you can imagine for the 30 years he's been spinning in circles across the Midwest, he, he's had experiences to show his invulnerability that he shouldn't, he, I mean, He's been shown he should believe in the faith because the faith he, the faith like, has given it die. back to him. Like, I mean, the only time he, 
the oh, only yeah. time he's he injured in this movie Let's is once he gets away the, the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like that's when his mission's completed, you know. Yeah, but that's true. But okay, sorry, John, cut you off. Well, uh, like, uh, so the the term profit I think is interesting because profit, I think, connotates. Like, I, well, I guess in the sense of a messenger from God, I think what's interesting is, and granted, my Old Testament background is, like, super limited, but the prophets always had, like, a specific people that they were, like, talking to. Um, and it was interesting in the sense that so much of his journey was about isolation and about, like, him just doing it. And potentially that that's an interesting theme to kind of talk about in terms of the times when he is approached or probably given and probably has in the past, you can extrapolate from the film, people who want to accompany him and he's turned down. And so finally, well, why is it so Lawler that finally fits the bill? Yeah, what well, was interesting, and I didn't... I think this is actually only my... My second time, or maybe my third time, watching this film. Honestly, I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in theaters. And Hold on, I wanna, I wanna say, does she really fit the bill? It felt like he just, I mean, he couldn't send her back. Like he, he could have. Well, and I, but <laughs> she I, was, she was baggage I, he had to carry. Like so that's, I, it wasn't like you're worthy. It's like, well, either you come with me or you brought out. It was here, more so. like I can't stop you from following me. If this is what you want to do, she's gonna do it. So. I think I think there's an interesting notion about Eli being guided by faith and by an understanding of what he's supposed to do and the idea that maybe this person is someone that he's supposed to allow to follow him. So in the Old Testament, and this is research that I've only done like today, but Eli was actually a priest and one of his main student or his biggest student was the prophet Samuel. The prophet Samuel was a key figure in terms of representing the transition of Israel going from just kind of a tribal nation that kind of just like wandered in the wilderness and that kind of thing to no, we're going to be like, we want a king. We want to be a kingdom. We want to be like an actual government. And Samuel was the first prophet to kind of point to, okay, that'll be King Saul first. And then after King Saul, it'll be King David, who's probably the biggest historical legendary figure in Israel's history. So I think I think knowing that, knowing that the name and the history behind Eli as a biblical figure has some connotations in terms of who did he mentor and what did that person end up going to do, I think that adds a little bit more depth and a little bit more undertones to Mila Kunis' character. So yeah, so first of all, th this is all stuff that I've also only now kind of like looked into, and so the fact that that can possibly be read into or possibly be intentional, like adds to the depth and I think the overall understanding and enjoyment of the film. But so like, I think one thing that's interesting about the way Denzel Washington plays this is he does, he plays this as, even though he's invulnerable, he plays this in a deeply human way. And he plays it in a way where you're aware that he's still in, he's not infallible. He still views himself as an imperfect being yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know, it's, with that, it's interesting to, to see a figure whose faith and understanding of their faith influences so much of what they do with their life. It's interesting to see them portrayed in this way. That's not a caricature or a stereotype of some of the depictions or some of the honest portrayals of people that we probably know, some of us maybe in real life, of people of a religious background who are maybe deeply hypocritical or controversial or just 
yeah, just just maybe just overall bad people. And some of that's seen in Gary Oldman's character. And you can maybe talk about people who use religion for with good intents and good people who use it for bad purposes. But yeah, so I don't know. I there are so many films that I think on the first time watching I've felt like really high on and then when I go back and watch I'm like well this was great but I probably just like inflated it on a first viewing but by the end of this film like there was a like noticeable lump in my throat and it was just as poignant watching it now as it was when I watched it in theaters for the first time I should also note I I watched this in theaters for the first time in college with the campus faith group I was part of so shout out to university at University of Toronto I think it would have been interesting especially since I found Kunis's character completely pointless and like they should have just got rid of her. Like But then I would la- have been stuck with an apathetic non-existent person. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- they could have had her ca- but in in the context that they needed to give her something to do instead of just so willfully giving. I mean, she spends one night with him and is like trying to recite a prayer the next day, which is more of a plot device than it is Oh, for her sure. becoming a, a piece of faith, a, a follower of the faith. I don't know. I just, I, the, I I think the ending is like laughably terrible. Like the last shots of the movie with her. Oh, with her gosh. Putting oh, yeah. it on. Like, and I'm like, yeah. stuff going back. like you, you didn't earn any of this. <laughs> no. no. Oh, but, I but oh, I think, John, you bring up an interesting point in Denzel's character. You know, he's not a character caricature of someone who's faithful. But it would have been interesting if they would have questioned what he has to do for his faith at all. Like, he is a murdering psychopath from the outside. And I don't know, I just, just hearing you talk about it, I would have loved to have some sort of dialogue into that. And, like, I, that could have really, really elevated the movie to something amazing, I yeah. think. Because there was like one line at the end where he's like, it's about time I finally start acting on what I read about. And that's like the extent of his development as a character. (laughs) Yeah. And then he dies. (laughs) He dies. What? What did he die from? I think the the wound is what we're supposed to assume. But, you know, I was reading trivia. It says if you if you were writing the Bible, it takes how many? I can't remember the exact. Oh, yeah. But basically it said if you were reciting it, if you wrote for eight hours a day, it would still take you 66 days to write out the Bible. So he was alive (laughs) from a gunshot wound for 66 days. Well, I mean, mean, we can assume the gunshot wound didn't kill him pretty easily. A blind guy, sharpshooter accuracy. Oh, yeah. He was he was more capable than Daredevil. (laughs) And that's like for me, like the first time I saw this movie, I thought that was a cool twist. But like the second and third time, it just hurts. Second time I hate it. (laughs) And this this time, which was I disagree. Totally. I I just like I can imagine like a spiritual ghost just kind of like just point him in the direction he needs to go. Like Like, in order for it to make sense to me, I had to just tell myself. Yeah, I just had to keep telling myself that's like you know maybe that voice is just constantly talking to him telling him where to look what to do it's like at one point someone i was reading trivia is kind of funny because they're like if you watch him you'll notice him do certain things like there was a thing he did in the beginning when he was searching for stuff he like he brushes his hand through the plates so that was a thing that was like okay yeah he's blind and then there's another thing where it's like at one point you hear him using echolocation it's like oh come on <laughs> like that did not happen <laughs> 
But I mean, like, he, there are there yeah, are hints to it. Like first, sm- I, he smells the shampoo. Yeah, like he, he could smell people. He has like extreme. Off, you know, but, yeah. yeah, he can. He has like extreme senses so, of hearing and smell. Apparently, I think so, all that stuff stands up and works. I'm just gonna put that on the record. It, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that it's so silly. Like it just it feels <laughs> like. I don't know. Like, I can understand, like, bullets not grazing him. Like, you know, it's like, oh, the aim's just a little off. But, like, this blind guy being guided by God to shoot people seems a little extreme. Uh, Like, it just, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's not being, technically, he's not being. I mean, God's not telling him. (laughs) God spoke to him once and he said, God flooded the planet. West. He's fine with that. Well, how is he shooting these people then? I mean, there's got to be some kind of divine. It's or the echolocation. Supernatural... <laughs> yeah, wait. No, Whatever. it's like he it's hears like... a bullet being shot from a certain place, and he has pinpoint accuracy to shoot where that shot came from. No, not not buying that at all. <laughs> this isn't a movie so, we should I be think... be applying a logic to, though. Like, <laughs> that's true. Well, there's not enough here for me to point out. It's like the only thing I can focus on because I hate the religious side of it. <laughs> I think it handles the religious stuff. Pri- I don't. It's so okay. annoying. It's like there's like there's no. I wish he was more of a character, but all he does is quote the Bible from time to time, and just that's about it. It's like there's nothing to anyone, and I don't understand. I hate it so much that it's like, why are they putting all their faith in this book? How is it going to save the world? It's not. No, it's, it's not going to save the world. And but Gary Oldman's character was even like, this is part of why the world is fucked as it is. It's like, like, but Gary Oldman, he's already like the, the king of his own castle. Just write your own Bible. No one's going to know it's not the real Bible. That is an interesting angle. Two things there. I don't, the, the world doesn't, the world's not clamoring for Eli. Nobody. No, I'm Eli's just talking about what the tagline to this movie was. Like the IMDb summary was, or it was like a post-apocalyptic tale in which a lone man fights his way across America in order to protect a sacred book that holds the secret to saving humankind. How? <laughs> it which, does not save way, humankind. It took it took this dude like let's be generous and say ten years to walk across the U.S. No, he said he's been no, walking he 30. for thirty years. That's why okay. I said he was spinning I around in the math. Midwest. Yeah. If you walk so, for ten hours a day, like, it should take you less than a year to get across I mean, the the, uh, the, con, maybe, the con. Oh my god, the country. Maybe he's like, blind. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna so say he's just maybe walking like in the, circles. The, maybe like the guiding is only for like when he needs to kill people. His Otherwise, guide is playing the biggest prank on him. Place. He's walking in like all different directions. <laughs> like, I think there's also an interesting commentary and parallel, though, between, like, again, if we view this as a parallel between or almost a a retelling of the story of the people of Israel. Well, before the people of Israel became a kingdom, they were literally people wandering the desert for, like, 40 years. And so I think it's an interesting um, connection or... uh, See... When you say all that stuff, to kind of tie it's like, this I'm going to be the biggest dick in this episode, history. but every time you start talking about that, I immediately tune out. <laughs> it's like all these No, but Bible see, it would have been interesting, John, if then they would have translated that into his journey. You know, like, you yeah. know, like, what did he learn in those Yeah, we years, got to see, like, you know? four days of his journey, and that's it. He got, he got to learn that the, be- the best thing to border with is KFC wipes. Yeah. That's all. It's, <laughs> it's interesting vital. because, I guess... Finger looking good. <laughs> Excuse me, if I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna trust a man who saran wraps his feet. It's like you're just holding in those juices. Is that another thing you learned from KFC? Like, baste your feet. 
I will say, like, there is some there is some great stuff in this movie, like the opening where he like Oh, you he mean this opening those dudes where up. He, this cat well, dies? <laughs> the second sequence, I guess, where he like cuts the dude's hand off and is like, No, I told you you weren't getting that back. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Uh, some of the gunfights are cool. That's another thing, Ben. So when he the gunfights that you when said he made backs no up <laughs> underneath the bridge, the idea is he's equalizing the playing field because he's putting his attackers in darkness. theoretically just yeah. as much darkness as he is. Yeah. I also think he can hear them better under there. Yeah. Yeah, you can make that argument too. The first time I saw this movie, after I saw it, I was just like. No, he's not blind. Like, he could just read Braille. That's, like, that's the not second the argument I'm making. I think it's that. You know, that's why it took just him 30 years. Was... He had to teach himself Braille at first. <laughs> because there were some things that just I, I didn't pick up on, but then also, like, didn't make sense to me. Like, the entire time, like, Denzel's Washington's, like, line of sight is, which, granted, is part of him hiding the fact that he's blind, but is, like, very in tune with people when he's talking to him and that kind of thing. I also, the time when he actually walks into town, there's a sign that he stops at and he follows the sign into town. And then later when they meet the old couple, yeah, he I says, oh, I didn't see your sign. And I'm like, well, then how'd you make it to the town? Was this the voice of God much, again? What's that going must on? Have, like, that sign must have had something etched. So like the daredevil vision, he could see. No, see, it was one like, of those scratch and stiff signs. So I was like, you know, just <laughs> go this direction based on this smell of just decaying bodies. And <laughs> No, he could smell and her shampoo one, from miles yeah, away. Yeah, the shampoo. <laughs> I will say, I did like the fight sequences, and Denzel Washington apparently did all his own stunts Mm -hmm. in this movie, too, which is super impressive. I think you could argue the first 35 minutes of this movie is perfect. Like, I, I, which is basically until he gets to town. I would say, no, no. I could say, it's through the first, through the first, through the bar (laughs) fight. The first 30 minutes, the first court, or the first, um, 10 minutes of that 30 minutes had no words. That's why it was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, the more talking that does happen, the less good the movie does get, I would say. (laughs) But then for the next 15 minutes or so, it's still kind of interesting with the Gary Oldman and him going back and forth. And I think where the movie kind of turns a little bit, and by no means is horrible, but is just like, okay, we're doing something completely different here, is like, it's kind of like subtly, you know, referencing religion and it's the bad things about it no it is subtle and then and then gary oldman verses constantly no 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 i'm no not subtle that there is religion i'm just saying there's like a subtle nuanced conversation about religion's power in society and then yeah i also don't find that subtle (laughs) (laughs) but then then there's a scene where gary oldman just starts explicitly I guess it's after they after he leaves town. The first it's like Gary Oldman's getting the like knee surgery going and he just starts explicitly laying out why he needs everything. It's like the book will control the people and he's just <laughs> screaming about it for 5 minutes and it's just like okay guys we got it. We didn't you didn't need to lay this out here so thick. I just I love that like he asks Denzel Washington's character like if he reads it all and when he says he reads daily he doesn't ask him what book he's reading. It's like that would have been the first question he would have had. It's just everyone's stupid. Yeah, in this like, movie, do you have guys. a library in that backpack? Or <laughs> yeah. what's going on there, bud? I mean, yes, the logistics 
of the movie don't make much sense. Like, why bring him into the... I mean, I get why they bring him into the town so he can get Mila Kunis to follow him and set up the... Mm-hmm. But, like, there's no way he's leaving that town. Like, like But he did. In, in, I, I know. I know. Because he has magic and but, he can teleport out of room just like Mila Kunis can teleport out of a He does have some magic. Um... And, like, why did Gary Oldman, second-in-command, let him leave the town? Just shoot him and take the book. The, yeah, there was definitely something let, going on with Ray Stevenson. He let him leave because he wanted, to, he wanted to bargain for Solara. No, I, I think, think he was I, that, I feel that, like that, there was something uh, that was lost yeah. in the... Like, it felt like it was supposed to be some grand moment. Like, he saw something in Denzel Washington, and that stopped him from shooting him. But it's like, well, oh, when he dies, he has a... to bullets. Oh, yeah, he when he stares a... at the sun. <laughs> Yeah, he there, there. It definitely feels like something got cut out with Ray Stevenson's character. Yeah, but but I think at that turning point for the movie, like for that first 30, 35, 45 minutes, it's this really interesting post-apocalyptic like Walker movie. You know, I I, I was really into it in the tone. I thought the violence was well done, the action was well shot, but then it like really kind of veers into like, are we a genre like? overtly genre and trying to do cool like like the whole house shooting up scene is just like completely nonsensical and it, the movie also starts to get really cutesy with mm-hmm. the Mila Kunis character and how she doesn't understand the past and they make all these cute little jokes it's I, I don't know that that part of the movie just it feels so separate from everything that came before mm-hmm. it and I would have just much preferred the tone of the first half of the movie to run through to the yeah. end. And, you know, yes, that's a more grim movie. But at the same time, I like the comedy bits weren't really working. And like I said, the, I think they didn't earn anything with the Mila Kunis. Like, I was just like, I, I'm not buying any of this. And it's not I don't think it's her fault. I think it was just a completely underwritten and poorly conceived character. I mean, the conception was interesting because obviously it's supposed to pass paths on this path to her, but I think they path, didn't do any though, work like to get is, there. The path is done. Eli yeah. finished it. Also, it seems like there's like a darker version of this. Like, like the ending is kind of a little Raiders of the Lark, Raiders of the Lost Arky, in that like he had this mission to bring the Bible, which he thinks can save humanity, to the, the humane people and then they just put it on a shelf yeah you know? but that guy also said that he thought it would save humanity or something well yeah he didn't just well, put it on I, a shelf but that could have been pr- like a rewriting thing you know like they, they, print- they were printing it, a bunch of them it wasn't just yeah, yeah i know they yeah, printed all the other bunch, religious but. texts weren't good enough it had to be the bible yeah yeah is it implied that mila kunis has a copy of it I don't think so. There's no. not a, like, there's not, not a lot of it, it kind of washes over everything in the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. I because I guess I've always read the ending as she has a copy with and her. She's and gonna go teach people. No. I mean, yeah. no, the world's already saved. We got color back. I mean, my. <laughs> <laughs> I I so I cinematically though, like I loved that transition as they slowly got to the West Coast and San Francisco. You started to see like. The fields kind of like fill in with color and the palette just turn like really subtle until it's bright and vibrant in Alcatraz. Like I thought I thought that entire sequence was really beautifully done. 
Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> our, 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 our native Bay residents are contemplating. Hey, I've been to Alcatraz. I know what's up. <laughs> Good tour. I liked it um, better in The Rock. Yeah, but I don't know. It kind of feels like they're like, they spun it into like, let's have a happier ending to this thing. I then And they're like, well, we killed him. But I don't know. Like, I, well, it, he it, did. It, it seems like they're, they're I, I'd love to know if this was like the original, if this did get cut up a little bit and they tried it to. It did get, it did get rewritten, excuse me, by well, everything someone gets else. So everything Gary Witta had the. I thought he had a sole credit or is there more, more than one? He had a sole credit, but then someone else took over like rewrites for it. Uh, I mean, he gets sole credit, but that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean people... I mean, Denzel was probably rewriting shit on here. I mean, he's he's a filmmaker and a power enough, powerful enough star in his own right. To be honest, some of the back half stuff actually almost feels like Denzel's like, I, I, can I be cool, Denzel, a little bit? We gotta <laughs> give me some good bits here. I mean, the best bit was, like, if taken away from the rest of the movie, like, when they're trying to escape the old couple, that would have been funny. If, like, this was, like, a funny jaunt across the West Coast, or the Western half of the United States between these two. But, like, this movie's been mostly serious, and then it's like, hey, we're gonna throw in a kooky cannibal joke. (laughs) Which led into that action sequence, but, yeah, I don't know. I just found the back half a little tonally messy, but I liked... I liked the first half so much, and I, I ultimately like where the movie goes. I... I definitely I bumped this up in my rating a, a full star from what I was on Letterboxd previously. Interesting. So, so what? It's a three point five now. Yeah. And I I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's like fine. Like, I was indifferent to it. Like I I gave it a three. Like I feel like the next time I if I ever watch this again I'm gonna get bored in like twenty minutes and just put on Mad Max because it's like if I want post apocalyptic I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go all out for it, I guess. Did you did you read Lauren? You probably saw this, but the joke or the reference at the beginning of the movie when the the robber or bandit says he's probably got a gun, but it's probably mm-hmm. unloaded is a reference to Mad Max in that he yeah. always carries around that shotgun unloaded. See, I, I missed that, was... that until I read the trivia because I didn't see the original Mad Max. But it's like the whole time I was watching this movie, all I could think about was, one, I wish the Dark Tower movie had been better. And two, I just wanted to watch Mad Max Fury Road again. Oh, yeah. This did. This also made like has increased my desire to see the road in terms of comparisons. Yeah, I haven't seen good. the road I was either. I was comparing that. I, I flipped I did, back to I my I remember being sad. That's about it. On the website. <laughs> and yeah, I was comparing this to the road probably unfairly. Because this definitely wants to be a little more genre than The Road is. But but the first half is... Sim- it's a little bit more action movie version of The Road, I would say. But The Road is excellent. It's just grim as fuck. And if you want to talk about how to do a cannibal scene, um, that movie does it. <laughs> okay, I'll put it I, on my watch list. I also think the movie does a good job of not getting into like the the misery post-apocalyptic porn vibes of it all you know like people that just love to like fantasize about this shit like while i would i'm hopeful for humanity that if something like this happened we wouldn't delve into something like this it doesn't like revel in 
that side of things really um it, and for that i'm always appreciative i think especially mm-hmm. if it's something that is kind of genre exploitative like this it could that can feel kind of icky like just watching this i always feel with movies like this i always just feel annoyed on behalf of all women because they're always just like rape victims or just sexual objects for the men who are ruling the country and everything it's like this is just Mm. not fun for me (laughs) (laughs) nope totally valid opinion i but i feel i feel like they could have gone the the badass in the next one no, she was a pawn used for sex to have sex with Denzel Washington, and that was the extent of her character. And just a little naive girl who had to learn things. But yeah, next sequel, she would have been cool, maybe. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She would have been like... Yeah, but we didn't get that movie now, did we? I mean, but yeah. we got we got her taking out her car, and then like... I remember that <laughs> yeah, the scene, the, grenade the shot cool. where she... Like yeah, but I remember that being so like used heavily in uh, the trailers and the uh, the commercials. It made this film seem even more actiony than it actually is, which yeah, it's a pretty steady stream of action. That reminds me of my favorite detail of this movie, though, was when the um, like the bank truck or whatever when it backs up, it still beeps. <laughs> it's like it was just such a weird <laughs> detail to have for this post-apocalyptic armored-up truck. <laughs> just made me so happy. I I would have advised them not to spend the night in the remnants of a nuclear silo, exhaust silo. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I don't know the exact half-life of that uranium, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's pretty radiated there. Still, he could probably smell it. He's fine. <laughs> Yeah. If there's anything He's a superhero. There, Radiation doesn't affect him. <laughs> if anything, it makes him stronger. If anything, it makes him more yeah, it makes him more powerful. <laughs> so 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 did anybody think he was actually like for lack of a better term, like a prophet who was in God's protection up until like I, I took it's that the at only face thing value in this movie. <laughs> huh? It's I the mean, only thing that makes sense. Yeah. It's... No, I only mean for his protection. I believe his blindness made him a super shot. But him not being able to get killed. Wait, you think the blindness was, was like him being yeah. able to shoot while being blind? That was Eli. That was Eli's superpower. But bullets ricocheting off his back was, was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I just, I didn't want to say the name, but that's who I picture is like just guiding his arm. Like pushing his hand, <laughs> yeah. One been, direction, oh my like god! I want to see the fan art. Just a whole new edit like, of this movie. Geez, someone like just Jesus take like, the wheel. Yes. <laughs> it also I need that seems comic. like this is guide my barrel. It also <laughs> seems like a big misstep that we don't get his backstory really at all. He's a blind like, man. That's so all I, you I need to know. Just because I think the I, way he plays it, I you get like such a interesting story of him in terms of he seems like he honestly he seems like he's filled with self-loathing and this sense of urgency and committed committance committance commitment Commitment, excuse me to his mission (laughs) but in a sense that he's probably and maybe some of this isn't informed by knowledge of some of the other messengers or prophets and uh, messengers that's a better word for it that's okay. what I was Messengers like, better than prophet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, but many of the other messengers in like biblical history, like when you talk about like Moses or like Abraham, like these guys that didn't have this confidence 
of themselves or in themselves inherently to be like, yes, I am the person who is supposed to lead these people or to take on this like divine task. Um, so I felt like he embodied that like well enough um, to be consistent with those figures. Man, you think so much higher of his character than me. It was just like non-existent. Do you think like those guys would have like spears just go like right by them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. Maybe I don't know. They could do like like if they like shot a bunch of arrows, it'd be like the cartoon outline. You just do the bullet time of them just watching it go past. <laughs> <laughs> also, why didn't he take his spears with him after he killed those two guys with the bow and arrow? I was wondering. I know one the, went through the guy's the, dick. The spears, the arrows. You mean that's yeah, what I was thinking because he kept talking about how it's like in the time before people were so wasteful. We always threw things away, and he kept doing that. <laughs> it's like pick up those arrows, or it's like he's like oh he had to kill a cat in order to eat but he's not going to kill that mouse it's like i would eat I, that too <laughs> yeah he fed the not mouse. yeah he it's fed like, the mouse it's like yeah, what it's is like, dude what if you're that this? hungry like why why don't you just kill everything you come across didn't he say something about him for breakfast or something like that no he told yeah, the mouse to save, save room for, for breakfast. breakfast oh but it's also like, like he has like maybe, a granola bar for him later or something Who knows? maybe it's like he also just hates cats because like the only other cat he sees <laughs> is that other one he just like shoes away yeah it's like, okay. It's because well. he's a witch. Denzel's line was pretty good when he's like, it's cat. <laughs> that was good line delivery. I've watched a lot of Denzel lately. I think this is a pretty good performance for him. I mean, his character so isn't it. that. Like, I don't know. There's just nothing there to me. I don't get it. I, I, agree. I agree. It's not deep. I'm not saying it's one of his best things, but. I mean, because when we watched Castaway, I said Denzel Washington could be that part. But then watching this, I was like, I'm taking back that vote. I'm not giving it to him. <laughs> Ah, uh, go watch Training Day. Well, yeah, wow. he has a character in that movie. Go watch My Roman no, J. It, Israel, it, uh, which I watched this week. Ben, you underrate it, that movie. It was pretty good. It, yeah. That's similar I, to this movie, my, though, in my that Denzel it's all over the place. Man on Fire. So, side note, Man on Fire, for whatever reason, also has a huge religious following. Don't ask me why. Yeah, that it's... one That one doesn't seem warranted. Like That's <laughs> a very different movie. Something Other about, than, like, the self-sacrifice at the end ooh, and, like... Yeah, but he also is, know. like, murdering a bunch of people. Like, <laughs> he sticks and it's C4 not, up a guy's yeah, scrotum. Yeah, it's, like, not, it's, not, it's not in self-defense. Like, he's actually yeah. just, like, he's, he's on the offensive killing people. And in really brutal fashion. He's gonna be playing Macbeth coming up in a Joel Cohen movie interesting yeah no ethan cohen oh that reminds that's uh i, I think that movie <sighs> shot it'd be interesting if we got it, just it this says year announced on imdb i, Ooh, I thought they sh- i thought they filmed it already well, i mean IMDb's this isn't not his always first, accurate, so this isn't his first shakespeare too he did the kenneth brown uh midsummer emma yeah not emma watson emma thompson thompson emma thompson keanu reed like everyone's in that version like uh I need to I need to go back and watch that. I don't think I ever finished it. I don't know. I like this movie more. I appreciated See, it more I on was its like, own. I looked at my IMDb rating for this, and I had given it eight out of ten. It's like, what did Whoa! I think about it like a decade ago? Why did I love it so to much? Fair, and now I give it like two and a half out of five stars. There's a review on the website from me. Oh. Yeah, we both reviewed it. Oh no! Good. <laughs> I delete gave it. That. I gave it four. Like I, I would say it's it was great the first time I saw it, and it's just it's kind of. It's I just lost watching it. I just didn't care about anything it. except the cat that dies at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. What kind of what kind of messenger of God would do that? Yeah. Gotta eat. I would. How do you even smell the cat coming? He had a mask on. <laughs> I would say this is Mila Kunis's best 2010 <laughs> performance. Um, but, but that I've one only scene in Black Swan was part just... of a different one that. <laughs> She's better in Black Swan. I haven't seen Not yet. just the scene you're talking about, in like all of the scenes. She was Rob. She was robbed of an Oscar nomination in Black Swan. That's for damn sure. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I, 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 don't know I, she I saw. Wrong, I didn't realize but... she wasn't nominated for it. That's interesting. Yeah, she kind of got um, shafted. John, you haven't even seen her performance. Why would you be surprised she wasn't nominated? Which is because I, I like no. Hey, she goes down like... on Natalie Portman. So <laughs> beyond uh, the obvious things that people are talking about i think her <laughs> performance was well, that film it overall was critically acclaimed i think her performance was also especially lauded because of the drastic tone shift between what she previously has been known for which is 70 that 70 show and family guy and the character that she portrayed in black swan same thing here like i think i think if there's an actress who made any like any sort of seamless transition into doing drama roles, like Mila Kunis is a great example of that, I think, in my opinion. I also, she, too. she was great in Extract, which was also from 2010. Her competition for Best Supporting Actress that year was Melissa Leo, who won. She's better than her. Melissa Leo is so classic, over-the-top Oscar-y in The Fighter. Wait, who Amy was Adams. She, what, what movie? Wait, Mo- The Fighter. Wait, Melissa Leo or Marissa Tomei? The Fighter? Okay. Melissa Leo in The Fighter. Amy Adams in The Fighter. Never going to really argue with Amy Adams being... But th- I was not on high, as high on oh, The Fighter as everybody okay. else. Helena Bonham Carter for The King's Speech. She's fine. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld was my pick that year for True Greg. Mm. Jackie oh, Weaver yeah. was, so, in- was really was good in Animal Kingdom. Steinfeld was. That's like... Uh... Yeah, Haley Steinfeld should have won. She's she's better than all of the other actors in that movie, and they're all bringing their A game, like Josh Brolin, the horse Jeff Bridges, won. like oh god, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah, Jeff like Bridges. and and she like acts circles around them. Ugh. She should have been nominated for actress and lost to Natalie Portman, but being best supporting actress, I would she argue that Jeff Bridges should not have been nominated for that because he made up every single word he said in that movie. <laughs> That doesn't Could mean he's not, not a good actor. Could not understand him. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. In, in which one? Of oh, True Grit. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Bridges should have won for True Grit this year. And Colin Firth should have won the year before hmm. when Jeff Bridges won for Crazy Horse. Crazy Heart. Not Crazy Horse. Crazy Heart. <laughs> Colin Firth should have won that year for uh, Single Man. They should have just flipped it, guys. They got it wrong. Got it wrong. Um, anybody got anything else on the Book of Eli? A good movie that's worth watching. I think my phone's listening to us because you just said that something about Extract in the Netflix was like, hey, you want to watch Extraction? <laughs> that's creepy. Do I want to watch Extraction? I don't. I still is have that, to watch is also interesting because that, that would have been God arguably. Pierce? No, it's. Uh... It's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. The one that oh, just happened. I was thinking. I was thinking. You're of thinking lockdown. of Space Jail. Yeah, I was Space thinking of Lockdown. Space or Lockout. Yeah, okay, yes. Extraction. Space good. Jail is worth watching. Extraction, yes. I heard, is just gratuitous, and I don't know. Ex- I like Extraction. I mean, it's definitely. But one you guys of also like the original. old guard, so what does that do for me? 
I said it was okay, and my rating would probably go down I'm if I watched it again. Just stirring the pot. Just stirring the pot. Speaking of Mila Kunis, just, her best like role Shirley's was in enough. Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. No. That is that's similar to her performance here. Like the the movie Land. Yeah. No. I, I think, like. <laughs> I agree. Like. I like Jupiter Ascending and can agree that Mila Kunis is not the best part of that movie. That's because the, the script is garbage. <laughs> like, the script uh, is interesting. Um, Sean Bean is a bee. No, the only thing I have to say about this movie is I was super annoyed with the guy when he picks up the bomb, realizes it's a bomb, and drops it as a, at his feet instead of yeah, throwing it. it a mile away. It's like, just also, that should have just like been a, a, a one-two cut of like open... Boom, that person yeah, got Yeah, that would have been amazing. <laughs> but no, we had to have him see God by looking into the sun. Yeah, Ray Stevenson found Jesus. Mm-hmm. Actually, real quick, I, I should have talked about this earlier. And Zach, you alluded to it. How do we feel this performance fits in the pantheon of Gary Oldman's other villainous performances? I, mean, I don't think pre- we talk about this. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty low-key most of the yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say bottom tier. Like, I mean, I, I, I think he's good in the movie, but he's not it, bad, but it's just like a Gary Oldman villain Gary is usually Oldman like highlight of the show, relationship. You know? So comment <laughs> there. I mean, <laughs> the top will be his top is obviously the professional. Um, and then I would I say the fifth element. No, the top is um, John's favorite performance at the end of Dark Knight. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's like I can't believe I can't believe you think this ending was worse than I laughed than at the, the Dark Knight. The ending of Dark Knight uh. is very in line with comic books. <laughs> it's also just like this operatic buildup that lasts three minutes of the movie. It's just like a visual <laughs> like, and oral flourish, and then mm-hmm. it that boom boom. Oh my god, I just got chills thinking about the, the, the problem. The, the uh, I don't know. Like, see, the thing about the ending of this movie is it's like. She's gonna walk, make it a day, and then get murdered. That's the yeah. ending of this movie. Yeah. Raped and murdered. Yeah. yeah, she has she has like all the tools and but like zero her mom. training. Why is her mom smiling? Like, yes, okay, it's great. Gary Oldman is finally yeah, getting his come up, it's, but her. she's gonna leave that room immediately, get raped and murdered. <laughs> it's like Mila Kunis wants to go home and save her. She's not gonna be alive. Okay, so next week we're gonna review a new release. Um, coming to Amazon Prime, the Rosamund Pike starring Radioactive, which is who's going to sing that song all the time? No, that I, should no. be the intro. That should be the intro no, to. The, I will not. I hate that fucking song. But it was Matt Hall- Holiday's walk-up song. <laughs> this movie was um, directed by uh, Marjorie Satrapi. I can't do her name. She's a uh, French-Iranian. Uh, filmmaker now and, john's interested <laughs> and uh <laughs> foreign you say uh she did persepolis oh nice and i enjoyed that movie a lot but i don't know if i've seen her other have you guys read persepolis mm-hmm. i no, always wanted i saw to. the movie i feel like i've been oh she did the voices with ryan reynolds which was hey oh that was, really that was great interesting movie yeah i, that's I never saw wait, she she did the what the voices, the voices with ryan reynolds and anna kendrick and emma arterton and i don't remember and who some else. uh some ryan reynolds evil is a animals. schizophrenic who who hears the voices of his dog and cat who he also plays and he's a serial killer mm-hmm. um oh it's it is a trippy movie 
uh, that was her, her last movie. So I did see that, and I did not see her two uh, Chicken with Plums or Gang of Otas. But no, um, that makes me more intrigued for this. So um, yeah, Radioactive, we're going to see it. Which, oh, I forgot to say, it was about uh, Mary Curry, right? Mm-hmm. M- yeah. Marie Curie. Yeah, science. Uh, we'll, we'll drop in uh, Jesse science. science. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to do a new release, much to Ben's chagrin. We'll watch Emperor News Groove one of these days. Um, that's a movie I still have never seen. I mean, it's already Emperor's old groove, but it's going to just get <laughs> even older now. Do you have opinions on the sequel? Oh, Did you ever Kronk's watch New Groove? Yeah. I heard... Less than good things. So you never saw it. So I didn't see it. I thought I it was apparently it existed. <laughs> I thought I thought I heard it was one of the better direct-to-video like Disney from cash what, grabs. From what I've heard, it's like Patrick Warburton's character is great as like a supporting character. Mm-hmm. He is not someone a movie should be built around. Just like um, <laughs> like Jack Sparrow, like great supporting character, not so much. When yeah, when you guys like, gonna watch? Wait, now? Jack Sparrow's a supporting character? He was in the he, first. Don't get me going. I just watched all these movies, guys. <laughs> like, all of them, all we're changing of them? the plan. Like I watched all five. Ben, we're doing the Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean trilogy. Yeah, no, but it's I like, instead of, but instead of being like, he's not, even when he's like more of a, he has a bigger role, he's not like the the only big main character. I mean, he's supporting, he, act, like, he's a supporting actor to the alcohol for his performance. <laughs> Why is I the mean, rum gone? He is definitely the main point of interest for the second, third, and fourth movie to Jeez. all of those movies' detriments. The third movie, the least so, but... Like I literally the, don't remember the fourth movie. I just I remember there were there's nothing to remember. McShane, I remember that Ian McShane is Blackbeard. It's the most expensive like, movie ever Penelope made. Penelope Cruz was in it, I think. Yeah, yeah she's Penelope good in it. Cruz was in it, but it's just like it's this movie that I remember watching, but I don't remember anything in it. Like, yeah, Ben, I watched it and I don't remember anything that happened. I think at it. one point, <laughs> I think just there was like ago. a seesaw ship at some point. I don't remember. Seesaw? What? A ship that was losing its balance. It was like, I don't, I think there was a scene like that. No, that was, that was in the second or third one where they're like fighting on top of it where it's going. No, not that one. Oh. Oh, I was thinking of the the Ferris, not the Ferris wheel thing, but it was kind of like the I mean, in all fairness, I haven't seen it since it came out, so I could be making it up. All right. We've po- we, the the fourth movie's problem is it makes him the lead and then doesn't make him like a douchey little jerk. Like he has to be the hero and it's not fun or interesting. Even though the second and third movie, it gets tiresome because it gives so much over to him being like a weirdo. And it's it's like more serving Johnny Depp even than it is the... the Although I will say like the, the, thir- the stuff... The character... In- I will say the stuff in the locker, though, where he's just, like, fucking around is... Yeah, no, the third amazing. one corrects but... it a little bit. Um, the second one is just egregiously, like, all about giving yeah, and over... And that's where it's almost like he has the romance, kind of, with Kira Knightley, and it's just like... Oh, yeah. yeah that, that's also a huge... Like, it's not a romance, though. <laughs> it's just, like, this weird thing that they Sexual entered into tension, the movie like, to create, create this yeah. tension. Yeah. The f- the fifth movie recorrects it and turns him into a shitbag awful pirate again. And it, <laughs> I, I thought the fifth one was okay. I haven't seen the fifth one. 
Javier Bardem is pretty solid as the. The as fifth the bad one's guy. worth watching. I gave it only three stars, but it's it's watchable. <laughs> yeah. I also gave. I think Stranger Tides, oh, the fourth I've seen one. It. I don't think it is watchable. The Stra- <laughs> Stranger Tides is also watchable. It's just nothing really interesting. It's just yeah, like really Stranger Tides. Who's That's the, the bad fourth guy one. in Stranger Tides. Okay. That's, the fourth one. Ian McShane is Blackbeard in yes. the fourth one. Oh, that's like, right. And again, it's nice that that's it's a movie, contained Ian, story. Ian McShane is the bad guy, and I don't remember it. Like, that's that's not good. <laughs> He's that's barely really a bad good. guy. Yeah, uh, I only remember the first one, pretty much. Yeah, it, it goes one, three, five, four, two would be my rankings. Um, this has been Pirates of the Caribbean Corner. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm you know what I'm tempted to rewatch right now too is the the Raimi Spider-Man movies and see if they're still as bad as I remember. Fuck you. Um Yeah. Hey, new rock stars just did. You should join them. Spider-Man 2, one of the best superhero movies ever made. One of the best movies ever made. Wrong opinion. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. wow. <laughs> it's <laughs> Y'all are wrong. I don't care. It's it's so perfect. I just like, can't look at Toby Maguire's face. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, radiation, Amazon Prime, Mary Curry. Wait, radiation or radioactive? What radioactive. is radioactive? Radioactive. <laughs> Amazon the same Prime. Diff. New release. We'll see if it's any good. So until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofrow.com. Rate and review the podcast. Apparently it helps stuff. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. I still don't really know what my Letterbox account is. I have access to it. I just don't know. <laughs> how to follow me um uh, i'm lauren heimbaugh you can find me on twitter at beware of trees and you can find us on tumblr at middlerow.tumblr.com thanks for listening go watch radioactive right mm-hmm. and remember it's not radiation radioactive it, the song is not radiation <laughs> okay it's the same as the song got it <laughs> um and remember the best seats are in the middle of the road